0: Here, why are you taller than me?
1: Because I'm sitting on my foot to encourage me to sit up straight. Encourage
0: your foot to go. go. <laughs> you got this, Mia. Up straight. <laughs> I wish my foot was that encouraging. <laughs> As your foot up your ass <laughs> to encourage oh, you to sit foot foot up foot. straight. Yeah, but you're sat up really tall. Because just, I look like a this short kid. How
1: king. I sit on my side like this, though. Do I put Don't my, be insecure. Do I
0: put my foot up my ass to <laughs> <laughs> encourage me?
1: Do you another pillow?
0: <laughs> I'll sit on like <laughs> 10 pillows to make me feel better about myself. Welcome back to the Relationship Mentors podcast. We are on episode seven. We are flying with these podcasts and I hope you're enjoying them. In this episode, we are going to catch up from the week just gone and also go over couples that do these four things will never break up. Super excited for this one, and I am joined by Mia Cherry once again.
1: Hello, everybody! I hope everyone's had a great week, and we're excited that we're doing these podcasts. Can't believe it's up to number seven already.
0: Yeah, I've had a couple of people this week. We went to an event. Um, yeah, we went to an event last week, and this woman who was at the event, she came up to us. She was like, "Oh my god, I, I listened to you guys on the podcast." I was like, "Oh, that's awesome!" Obviously, she found us through our Instagram, and then went on our podcast. She's like, "No, I found you organically through Spotify on the podcast." I was like, "That's so sick!" And then we had a couple more people that came up to us about the podcast. So yeah, and we even love it.
1: having people send us videos of them and their partner watching our podcast—like that's just such a cool.
0: Yeah, thing. it's like we're having dinner with them. Yeah, and we sat down. We're a third wheel in so many people's relationship. You know.
1: Mm, I love it it's so good
0: when i speak to people on instagram it's like yeah my partner and i send your videos back and forth all the time it's like it's weird and it's cool
1: yeah it's so cool to hear about that because that's happening within their relationship and there's no way we would ever know that unless unless, they let us know yeah unless they let us know yeah like even that lady that came up to us at the event midweek it's like we said hi to her however we would have never known that she yeah, listened she to our it. podcast unless she said it.
0: Yeah, so if you're listening to this and you want to make us feel great, send us a send us a video of you watching the podcast or, I don't yeah. know, well, tell us about it.
1: Sometimes just like a whole message, like you're just sending us a message saying that you listened to it or what you loved about it. Like I just love those messages. It's yeah. so nice and rewarding because it...
0: Sometimes it can look like numbers on a screen, can't it? Yeah, like the Instagram. quickly. Yeah, all the Instagram views and the podcast views is like, They're just numbers until they're not, until you hear the individual stories.
1: Exactly. And especially with our podcast, since it's on so many different platforms, it's on YouTube, it's on Spotify, it's on Apple. It's just like that. It's on those three. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like those statistics on all three different platforms. So it's not like when we post a reel, we have one channel that we look at it and like, okay, we've got this many views on it with this podcast. It's like so many different platforms. Platforms. look at
0: Yay. So, Mia Cherry, what happened last week? What was your highlight last week? And what was your biggest frustration? Do you have one ready?
1: Biggest frustration, I haven't thought of. However, the biggest highlight, I feel like it's going to be your highlight, maybe as well. Mm. Because, like, we went to an event midweek, and I feel like, is it is that your highlight yeah, too? Yeah, I will... Okay, well, I'll let you explain that more however my biggest highlight was getting to go to this event midweek it was on Valentine's Day which was really sweet we got to dress up both of us like to the nines like full makeup hair done and (laughs) and yeah that was just really a fun night to get to dress up be around all these other beautiful girls having Charlie there and it's just a nice evening up in Broadbeach yeah that
0: was a really cool event wasn't it it was on last week's episode i mentioned oh really looking forward to i have this speaking event and it happened on valentine's day which was a few days ago and yeah it went really well i actually loved it i've done thousands of hours speaking to camera but when it comes to public speaking that was the first time i've really done it so it's like learning all over again becoming brand new at something and trying that out and get out my comfort zone so i really enjoyed it and it was a really fun event and another win was (gasps) is that nice (laughs) nice. another win was last night just had a great call with a client this couple that i'm coaching and i just love being that third person and coaching them and just being that backboard for them to bounce ideas off and lay everything out on the table of what's happening in their relationship and this couple has the heart of gold they really want to do better for themselves they really back themselves in wanting to create this great relationship but I always tell people it's never for a lack of love it's a lack of skill if you're not creating a great relationship because a lot of people break up every single day and they still love each other so it's like the skill on the communication stuff and the trust issues pieces Mm -hmm. and life design and intimacy and all these little things that actually make a great relationship it's not just love
1: yeah I couldn't agree more yeah so that
0: was my win for the week um do you have a frustration Mm. you frustrated me a bit this week (laughs)
1: thank you
0: no i think it's been okay this week um i haven't really thought of any frustrations for this week so uh, let's not look for any
1: yeah i was like if anything maybe just like our little bickermint here and there but i know that the bickermint are just in the moment bickermint
0: yeah and like directing us back on course
1: yeah it's like today i was like to charlie like we've started a conversation now you've just distracted yourself and all these other things and i'm still waiting for you to finish the conversation yeah so it's just like little things like that which are really
0: yeah nothing. and they um, it's normal in a relationship like when I speak to couples when I coach them they often say like they imagine we never have arguments they mm. watch us on Instagram and think obviously they have never have an argument they're relationship coaches I'm sure their communication's great I'm sure they're really on top of their intimacy every single day it's like no we're not we have little arguments all the time a few days go past we're like oh fuck we haven't had sex in a few days
1: hmm and it's such like just a hindsight of balance overall. It's like, okay, did you do everything that you needed to do today to have a great relationship? Or did you do everything that you needed to do this week to have a great relationship? Mm. It's Like there could be many hours where I just feel very disconnected because we've been doing work for so many hours. And I haven't spoken to anyone <laughs> else apart from me looking at a screen, doing all this social media um, slides, things like that that it's like in that moment, do I feel super connected to Charlie? No, however, I know in the big scheme of things, maybe later that night we go to the beach together or maybe the next day it's a lot more connected.
0: Yeah, it's just constant adjusting in your relationship. There's an analogy with an airplane. When an airplane flies to a destination, it spends 95% of its time off course and it's just constantly readjusting those tiny little readjustments. And that's why it's so important to bring up the little things when they're not feeling great in your relationship.
1: I really like that analogy. I think I I have heard it before, but not in terms of relationships. And I think that's actually very, very accurate because it's like, we know the tools to have a great relationship and we have an amazing relationship. And it really is, it's like, we teach you these tools, we know these tools ourselves and we're implementing them to our relationship. And that's going to look somewhat different every single day in every different relationship.
0: Amazing. And it goes into our topic for today. Couples that do these four things will never break up. I love this. It's like the practices you can focus on every single day or the check marks to make sure your relationship's going in the right direction, that you're the best person in your relationship to give that relationship the best chance. Number one is becoming happy in yourself. Why is that important to a relationship?
1: So we know... Or as many of you would know that becoming the best version of yourself means that you're going to show up in the relationship as the best version of yourself so if you don't know what makes you happy how do you expect someone else to make you happy if you don't know yourself well enough how are you supposed to expect someone else to know you well enough does that make sense And then it's also, it's like, it's so important that you're filling up your own cup, that you're meeting like all of your own needs. So then your partner gets to experience the best version of you and you get to create new experiences together rather than coming to the relationship with lacks and expecting somebody else to fulfill them for you.
0: Yes. The main point is you bring your whole life into a relationship There's so many external stresses. You bring your past into a relationship. You bring every other relationship you have into the relationship. So you need to become happy in yourself. If you're working a job you hate for 40 hours a week and you're wondering why that's upsetting your relationship, like it's not hard to work out. You need to become happy in yourself. You need to become the fittest version of you so you're healthy. You need to sort your mindset out so you're actually your best friend. No negative self-talk. And then your career, making sure you do something you love for work or your business. And then finances, making sure you're not stressed out with finances, get on top of it, get organized, make a plan. And then social life, have other social interactions, not just your relationship. That's something we can be guilty of sometimes of not Mm -hmm. prioritizing other social relationships rather than just our relationship.
1: And I do believe on that it's just the period of life that we're in right now mm, of really, seasons. Yeah, it's just a season that we're in right now, which is um <laughs> focused very much on what we're doing. Yeah,
0: yeah, and it's okay to go through seasons in your relationship. Even the couple I coached last night. When you start a relationship, it's so easy for it to feel so yeah easy, and mm-hmm. it's so effortless, and you probably have loads of sex. It's very exciting. Not much arguments. And then you go through a different season in your relationship where you move in together. You're having to go to work every day. You're having to balance other relationships. You're having to balance going to the gym. And then all those external stresses will affect your relationship. And then it just calls for another layer of you, right? It calls for deeper understanding of your partner, of yourself, more skills in the relationship. And that's how you grow together in that relationship. Mm. You like that? Yeah. Amazing. So number two is learning to understand and communicate your needs. We actually just had a mini program about that, haven't we?
1: We do. It's a twenty-seven dollar course, so I definitely recommend you guys checking that out. There's five different modules in it. However, I'll let you answer this one.
0: So learning to understand your needs. If you don't understand your own needs, how can you expect your partner to understand your needs? Love is very complicated. Loving another person can be very complicated. Everyone has their unique ways of how they want to give love, how they want to receive love, what makes them feel reassured, what makes them feel safe, what makes them feel recognized. And if you don't understand that for yourself, then you're not going to get your needs met because your partner's not going to understand that, right? So it's so important that you understand yourself of what makes you feel good, what makes you feel bad, what makes you feel safe in that relationship, what makes you feel connected with your partner, what makes you feel insecure, jealous. You need to understand all this stuff about yourself so that you can communicate it to your partner. And understanding it's only the first step, like communicating it's so, so important. Yeah. Too.
1: And something before we move on to how to communicate it, something that I find so beautiful and something that we do mention a lot is being able to understand your needs to communicate that with your partner. It's just another way that it strengthens the relationship so much more for, for the point of view of If I love when you come home and you have a massive smile on your face and you come directly to me and hug me, mm. like I feel like that's a need or it's something that I just genuinely like because it makes me feel loved and appreciated. It's so like, imagine if I never communicated that with you mm. and you didn't do it. But the fact that I have communicated that with you every single time Charlie comes home, he... Has a massive smile on his face and he gives me a hug and it makes me feel so much love so not only am i happy within myself however i've communicated with my partner how to love me even better to show how much he loves me that from a point of view that i was already happy and fulfilled within myself than having a partner that's overloving me so much in that area like that's so great it just makes a great relationship so easy to continue being a great relationship
0: and that's a great side quest as well Why do you love your dog so much? It's because every time you see your dog for the first time that day, the dog is so happy to see you. That dog is excited. He's running up to you. He's trying to jump up at you. He's so happy that you're home. Like imagine doing that for your partner. Imagine every time your partner walked through the door, you're actually excited to see them. You are happy to see them. You lick their face.
1: (laughs) No, just imagine
0: having been excited to see your partner again every time you see them. Every time they walk through the door, every time they walk in from another room, can you acknowledge them? Can you recognize them? Can you actually make them feel loved and appreciated? I'm just seeing
1: at? other scenarios of people listening to this and they're like, when their partner like goes to the bathroom and comes back, like, oh, babe, I missed you <laughs> so much. Oh, just
0: acknowledgement. I,
1: yeah, I do get it.
0: Acknowledging your partner every day. Exaggerating, make yeah. them feel wanted. So I feel like that's an important side quest to go on.
1: mm I just love this one so much of understanding your own needs and communicating them. It genuinely just is teaching your partner how to love you most because it's like the fact that Charlie does that doesn't mean if someone else does that, that would make me feel appreciated or loved. It's maybe just specifically for this type of person that I'm in a relationship with.
0: Yeah, everyone loves differently. Mm -hmm. Some people love gifts and we couldn't really care about gifts. Mm -hmm. And if I was just going to give you loads of gifts... It's like, okay, but it wouldn't make me feel that loved. Whereas if I give you a hug, if I give you my attention, if I give you affirmation, it makes you feel way better than if I just come home and give you a gift.
1: Yeah. It's like gifts are nice, however, it's like just because you gave me a gift doesn't mean doesn't make it mean that you love me any more than you did five seconds ago, and it doesn't mean I love you anymore than I did five seconds ago. Like the love level doesn't change for me.
0: Yes, finding out the specific of what makes your partner feel loved. What makes you feel loved? Can you actually tell your partner that? Even I had a client last week who said, my partner always tells me she loves me, but I've become so desensitized to that. Like I don't feel it as much anymore because my ex-partner said that to me and she went and cheated on me. Whereas if he recognized that When my partner says, everything's going to be okay, that you're doing a great job, like that actually lands, that feels real rather than I love you is just, it's like a knee jerk reaction when couples see each other. It's like, I love you. But sometimes they forget about the feeling that goes behind it. A lot of time it just washes over their partner's head rather than saying specific things. Like, thank you so much for washing up. That was so, so helpful. Thank you for making the bed this morning. Thank you for taking the bins out. Thank you for, you for giving me that reassurance, rather than just "I love you." I love yeah. you's lazy sometimes.
1: It is like even sometimes I'll add our little scenario. Sometimes if we've just had a disagreement or an argument, or I don't feel as close to Charlie, I'll just be like, "Love you," "I love you," and just want it's just that tiny I bit, want bit of reassurance you to tell me, yeah, say it back, so I, then I feel like we are okay, a little rather,
0: anxious rather than
1: just commu- like if I would have just communicated like, "How are you going?" or yeah, so sometimes it can be a cop out.
0: Amazing. Next one, building the friendship and be able to make them laugh. This is a great one. Mm. I feel like the friendship's like our strongest part of our relationship.
1: Mm, 100%. And I also believe every friendship can look different within a relationship as well because there are some relationships where they have some level of a friendship yet they're not best friends with each other where I would believe that you and I are best friends with each other. Mm. It's like... And that's when you know, I believe it's like that. It's like true, true love. When you get invited to go somewhere, you know that you want to take your partner. When you get good news, you know that you want to tell your first partner. person you
0: want to tell. Yeah. yeah. The
1: first person you want to bring anywhere. The first person you want to tell things to. It's not just because I'm obsessed with you or anything like that. It genuinely is just because you're my best friend. I'm wanting to have all these fun experiences with you.
0: That's really cute. You're so nice. <laughs> I'll, I'll remind you of that when you're being nasty. Um,
1: Best friend's fine. It's fine.
0: Yeah, having your friendship in your relationship because sometimes when the red hot intimacy isn't there, it falls down to the friendship. That's the baseline, that's the foundation of your relationship. It doesn't rise to the level of your intimacy and crazy hot sex, it falls to the level of your friendship. It falls to the level of do you actually like your partner? Do you like them? Do you like spending time with them? If you broke up in the sense of boyfriend, girlfriend, wife, husband, would you want to spend time with that person as a friend? If you don't like your partner, then chances are it's going to rot the relationship.
1: Yeah, it's like there's so much more to a relationship than just romantic chemistry and sexual chem- chemistry. It genuinely is. It's like on our dates like normally on a day-to-day basis, it's just us playing jokes with each other. And, like, funny banter and...
0: Every day I'm like, how can I make Mia laugh today? And I just try and take... I just try and do something funny.
1: <laughs> I feel like I make you laugh. I, mine is never intentional.
0: You're just more of a dorky person. You hate that word, hey? <laughs> Sorry me. I, f- I find dorky... Because Mia's takes offense to being called dorky. But I found dorky, like, a cute, funny laugh unintentionally funny you're never intentionally funny I feel like you're just funny as a person
1: I feel like I'm just silly sometimes like I feel like I'm silly which is funny
0: whereas too. I'm I'm more intentional with it like this is to make me laugh whereas Mia just goes about life and it makes me laugh <laughs> <laughs> just watching you go about life <laughs> that sounds, <that's laughs> terrible. why does it sound terrible <laughs> Just the way you go about life and you do your little things and you all your little mannerisms i just watch you i observe you i'm like that is so funny it's like a walking car not cartoon but do you like a tv but you series
1: love it. you say that it's cute so
0: yeah i do love it <laughs> whereas i'm more intentional like okay this is to make me a laugh so yeah. make your partner laugh every day how can you intentionally make them laugh how can you when you're going about your day and something funny happens, can you store that? And I can't wait to tell my partner about that when I get home. Like that's how you build a great relationship. You share your moments, you share the funny things, you share the hardest moments, you share the best moments. Yeah. And that emotional intimacy comes from there.
1: And something that's really helped me as well, is sometimes when I look at our relationship and I was like, okay, what, I feel like we're missing fun right now. And I'm like, okay, if you if you are, you are my best friend. It's like, if I had, my girl best friend here, what would we be doing? And I'm like, oh, like I can, sometimes I really forget that I can organize dates as well. Mm. And it's like, I can organize us to go somewhere and do this and have a really cute, like best friend date, rather Mm. it be, rather than it be like super romantic and cute. Yeah, so so many different aspects
0: to your relationship.
1: Yeah, just, like, viewing it as, like, what would you want to do with your best friend right now? It's, like, would you want to go and have this fun adventure? Mm. Like, yeah, definitely a mindset that I've been having lately since we are so business-focused, work-focused, and then relationship-focused. And, like, our best friend just lays, like, our friendship just lays in between that. Mm. And better ways to actually build our friendship is actually you do a great you do that so well by every single day? How can I make me a laugh? Mm. So I don't intentionally have that po- viewpoint every day. However, what I view is like, okay, what can, what is a date thing that we could do this week that's actually yeah, you're way a better best than that. friend focused mm. of just like silly and it's fun and it's, and of course, romance. We obviously love each other. So that naturally comes in with it. However, having dates that are just focused on like, would I wanna do this with my best friend? Absolutely, this is so much fun. And then do it with you.
0: Having present time with your partner every day, it's so, so important. Mm. I'm guilty for, I could just work all day, all night, and just talk about work and just be about work. And then the relationship suffers and I don't want that to happen. But sometimes I'm totally unaware that that's happening. And then Mia always calls me up on it like, hey, We've only talked about work today. Can we do something else? It's like, ah, fuck yeah! I have have actually just spoken about work today and you're, you're really great at calling me out on that. And then we organize something or we be spontaneous. We make sure we go outside, we get in nature. We spend time present together without our phones. We go play a board game. We go have food down by the beach for sunset.
1: This is like our favorite thing to do at the moment and some of you will love it some of you are going to think it's so lame however we love it so much it's like i cook dinner here we put in like um, yeah glass containers and then go we live across the road from the beach however we get in the car and drive to a different beach and then we pull out our picnic blanket we eat dinner together and just are in the midst of silence or nature and then we talk about anything that has nothing to do with work i we like can not talk about work in these moments and then we play a board game and it's just such a nice evening completely away from technology we don't take our phone we don't take anything we don't talk about work and that's just our fun moment little getaway yeah
0: every moment of your relationship you can assess it and be like what's missing right now is fun missing is reassurance is intimacy missing is going on an adventure missing there are so many different aspects of your relationship be like what do I feel like is missing from my relationship right now? Can I be the one to initiate that? What does that look like? Do we go here? Do we go here? Can I just tell my partner like, hey, next Thursday night, we're going here at this time. Like be the one to take initiative sometime.
1: Yeah, and I think if I could add something to that as well. It's very specific as well on your particular values that you both have within the relationship. Like something that I value a lot is fun. So in every Day, like every single day, Charlie makes sure, and I also make sure that we're doing something fun together because I value fun so much. Mm. And with other people, maybe they both bis- value business so much that them sitting down and like planning a side hustle business together will be super fun for them. Or maybe you guys both. Value socializing—that once a week you want to socialize with your group of friends because you both value that so much. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, everyone's got their own version of fun, yeah. right?
1: But they definitely have seen, like with the house. My like growing up, my mum looked like she valued a lot of like social time with friends, and would always at least once a week would go see our close friends, which was also my mum's friends' kids. And once a week, we'd always go to their place. Because my mom valued that within them. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, everyone's got their own version of fun. I feel like what looks like fun to us wouldn't like look like fun to yeah, other people. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> some
1: people will hear that and be like, that's so boring.
0: Whereas if we saw going out partying with a bunch of friends, we'd be like, fuck that. Yeah, <laughs> like, I- we are not extroverts. We don't want to socialize. To go to a loud environment, to have small talk with people you barely know, it's like, we don't want to do that. We'd rather go for a walk in nature with friends, go somewhere quiet, do something more intimate rather than going out partying to a loud place. But that could look like fun to other people. So it's like, what's your definition of fun?
1: Exactly. It's like, and it's what is your definition of fun in that moment of your life? Because mm. there's definitely been moments of our lives where
0: that was, fun. that was
1: our fun. It's like I used and it's to okay love, for it to change. Yeah. Like I used to love going out with my girlfriends and dancing. It's like, we'd love to go to clubs for the whole purpose just to dance. And it was so much fun. However, now I look at that and I'm like, oh, it's just, I just know the feeling of it when I'm waking up the next morning. Mm. Even if you haven't drunk anything, it's just the exhaustion of being sleep deprived and probably not drinking enough water that night. And
0: Your values change over time, right? Exactly. Now we value waking up healthy the next morning, being able to go for a walk, being able to go to the gym, build the business that sort of stuff, rather than let's go all out, have as much fun as possible on this Saturday night. Now we're like, that doesn't feel like fun whatsoever. I got to a point in my life where I used to go out drinking and then it got earlier and earlier, the time where I would think about the next day. I feel like when I was 16, 17, 18, probably up to 20, I would go out drinking and I wouldn't even think about the next day. All that existed was right now. And then as I started to creep up like 21, 22, I'm like, Oh, I'm gonna stop drinking because the next day, and then 23, 24. Uh, I'm not really gonna drink past 10 because I'll feel like shit the next day. And then you get to a point where you're like I don't even want to drink because I'm already thinking about the next day.
1: So interesting. Mm. I've never experienced that. I don't think I've drunk enough to.
0: Yeah, you hardly dr- you hardly drunk anyway in your mm-hmm. party days.
1: But like I, yeah, my party day is I already said it's like when I met Charlie, <laughs> and it ended. <laughs> I didn't really party that much, but it was fun. I loved. Still went out the clubs to dance which was good yeah did you have anything else to say on those four points so couples
0: we haven't done the last one yet oh we haven't appreciate them for who they are values is something that people don't understand Mm. everyone has their own set of values and values are your highest priority items what's most important to you what motivates you the invisible forces that dictate your life. Like every decision, action, habit you do, it's driven by your values. It's driven by your internal compass of what's important, what's right, what's wrong, what must you do to feel fulfilled. And everyone has a different set of values. And sometimes you try and project your values onto your partner. If you don't understand it, your partner might be doing something that makes them happy. Whereas you're looking at them and thinking, That's not how they should be living life because that's not how I want to live life. So you project your values onto them. This might come out as criticism or judgmental or controlling behavior, where you try and manipulate them a little bit to change their behavior because they're not living up to your highest values. But you need to realize they've got their own set of values. And until you realize that, you'll always be trying to change them. And that's such a big cause of conflict.
1: Mm -mm. That's really good.
0: Thank you. That's a big part we brought in our program as well of both of you finding out your values, super simple process, and then finding out what's your top five values, what's their top five values, how does them getting what they want help you get what you want? And then once you realize that, you don't try and change the other person, you talk into each other's highest values, the relationship appreciates so much because you're helping them get what get what's most important to them and they're helping you get what's most important to you. And the relationship works so so easily.
1: Can you give them an example of of a value one person may have and a value of what someone else may have and then create those links for them?
0: Yeah, so if my highest value is growth and Mia's highest value is family and being a mum, it's like how does Mia's value of being a mum and valuing family, how's that supporting my value of growth? Well, she'd be able to look after the kids and she'd be so nurturing. So anytime I'm not Focus on growth. I come home and I've got that environment where I'm nurtured. What about if she values community and I value growth? How does that support me? Well when you're striving in business and you're looking for growth You can put the blinkers on it can be quite isolating. So me a valuing community that really helps me out with growth It's like everything that you can create links with everything anything your partner values You can create those links to all the things that you value
1: And it can sound so simple, especially with Charlie saying like that. And it is that simple. However, we still encourage you to write it down and Mm. actually do it because more links will appear that you didn't even realize. Like you'll uncover more links of your partner getting what they want actually helps you get what you want.
0: I always say that the highest return on investment in your relationship is spending two hours finding out your values finding out your partner's values, and then creating as many links as possible between all the values. You only have to do it once, and then that'll be the highest return on investment for your relationship. Just two hours of doing that, but most people aren't willing to do that, and then that'll help your relationship for the next five, 10 years.
1: Mm, That's great.
0: Yeah, and if you want help doing that, there's a link in the description where you can access the conflict codes. So in there, you'll be able to work out your values, all things trust, all things appreciation, working out your triggers, understanding your needs. There is so much in that program, all around conflict, all around communication. It's like, if you want a better relationship, more love won't make a better relationship. It's more skills on how to love will make a better relationship.
1: Mm, damn, well said. Yeah. Well said.
0: So we just went over the four things couples need to do to never break up. So become happy in yourself. Like you need to become the happiest version of you. And that's the greatest gift you can give to your relationship and then learn to understand and communicate your needs. What makes you feel safe, reassured, connected with your partner, and then learn how to communicate that. And then build the friendship. Like friendship is the base for your relationship. So how can you build that up? What's missing in the relationship? And then appreciate them for who they are. Figure out your values, and then find out how them getting what they want helps you get what you want. So, so important. And if you want help with that, hit the link below. And now, what are you excited about for this week, Mia Cherry? Mm
1: -hmm. This week, since we didn't mention that we have not been socializing as much, this weekend we're actually socializing a lot.
0: Yeah, we are. It's like
1: my mum's coming down Friday, Saturday, Sunday, so I'm really excited about that. And then once I said yes to that, we realized that Mm -hmm. on Friday night we're going out for dinner with another couple and then Charlie has plans with his mates on Saturday, Saturday night.
0: I'm playing ping pong on Saturday night. Oh
1: wow, watch out. The boys are
0: getting together.
1: (laughs) And then Sunday I'm going down to Brisbane for a whole girls like networking event. So I'm really excited for that. So it's like I have such a great whole weekend planned. So what
0: day is it today? Monday. Monday. How exciting. We're never social up.
1: Yeah, I didn't even realize it was beginning of the week. But yeah, I'm really excited for this weekend. There's like so much happening.
0: So. Mm, I'm excited for that as well. I'm excited to go out for food Friday. I think that'll be really nice. Mm.
1: We're going to one my... Sorry to interrupt. So like we're going to one of my favorite restaurants in Burley. So I'm excited.
0: Yeah, shout out to Jimmy Waz. Great restaurant. And then we're going on... Yeah, Saturday. I'm going to see a bunch of men that sounds so <laughs> yeah. wrong. It sounds like I'm going to a brothel or something. I no, don't say that. But I'm not. Yeah, it didn't sound uh, that good. That sounded terrible. <laughs> All right, I'm going to see a group of friends who are men, and we're going to play ping pong together. <laughs> that sounds even worse. Yeah. That sounds like Stop That sounds me. like code word for You're going to have a
1: guy's night.
0: Yeah, I didn't know how to say that in a not weird yeah. way. <laughs> Welcome to Australia. You're
1: <laughs> going to have a night with Just the
0: boys. Night with the boys. That sounds... That doesn't sound great either. Okay, a
1: guys' night. A
0: guys' night. All right, that's what we're doing on Saturday night, and then Sunday, me and Cherry's going up to Brisbane to go mm-hmm. to a business event, and I am staying on the Gold Coast.
1: Maybe so- with my mum.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, your mum will be here. <laughs> yeah. that'll be so cute. Amazing. That is everything for today. Thank you so much for listening. Hope you enjoyed that one. And a lot of messages we get is. Couples listening to the podcast together or sending the podcast to each other and then they can talk about it because intellectual intimacy in a relationship is so important when you can talk about your thoughts, you can talk about ideas, you can talk about concepts, conspiracy theories if you want. But a great one is send this podcast to your partner to listen to and then come together and have a conversation about it. That builds the intellectual intimacy so, so much. So thank you for watching. And also let us know if you're listening to the podcast, send us a message. We love hearing from you. Thank you so much. And join us for episode number eight next week.
1: Thanks guys so
0: much. We love having you here.